bills make me wanna Shout. kick your heels up. Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast here from the Bills Backers of Chicago, Illinois. We're coming up to the bye week, so a special brief episode here today. And we're coming off a hot, hot win against the New York Jets. I'm Lars. Joining me tonight, the president of the Chicago Bills backers, Sujit, is here. Ain't going to be a short episode. And to his immediate left, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton as well. It's going to be short like Bills. And speaking of which, Bill is also with us tonight. Howdy, partners. So we're going to begin in, out, uh, enjoy the bye week, uh, have a nice relaxing Sunday. Uh, but a couple of things we want to talk about coming off that New York game and talking about all the playoff implications that now abound here in Bills Nation. Let's go, Buffalo! Let's go, Buffalo! The Bills make me wanna Shout. kick your heels up. So I hate to be the one to say I told you so, but I told you so. I've been saying for weeks now that implications for the playoffs are in the air. The Bills with a big win over the New York Jets. And suddenly everybody in Bills Nation is talking about the scenarios that put our boys in the postseason. It was a fun game to watch. Suge, we'll start with you. Who was your Labatt Blue MVP of Sunday's now playoff implication game? I have to say that my Labatt Blue player of the week is going to be Leotis McKelvin. Uh, just general solid performance from someone that it's still surprising to me that he gives solid performances. Um, so, you know, there was probably people that played better. I think Kyle Williams played great and all that other stuff. But uh, just from someone that's stepping up this season and really flourishing uh, in, a con- in a more consistent way, I give it to Leotis McKelvin. Now, Suze, you're a noob here to the Bills and Beers podcast, but for the past five seasons... Uh, we have been doing nothing but touting the praise or touting praise for Leotis McKelvin. They put that man in, in, in oh yes, in a man-to-man scheme and watch him fly. Cast, do you care to take a quick break from Instagram to share with us your Labatt Blue <laughs> player of the game? Thanks, Lars. I was looking at my wedding pictures. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was actually on the Bills roster trying to go through which player I was going to choose. Okay. So I was just doing some homework, some you research. Homework I picked David Nelson. <laughs> mm, I love David Nelson. It's good to see him back in the, and back yeah. in the game in uh, in, the, in the green and white. He had one solid one catch. Um, so my Bills Labatt Blue player of the game. I guess it's an easy one, but I'm gonna go Jarius Bird. You know, two interceptions. That's pretty solid. Zach, Zach yeah. So he seems like he's uh, coming back and, and starting to prove himself. Looks like he's in. Mid-season form coming to the mid-late end of the season. So it would have been nice I had you in uh, week one, but welcome back. Dion said pay that man. I don't know. Yeah, we don't have to get it. Actually, that's been one subject we've avoided, like the plague here on Bills and Beers, which is the ongoing Jairus Bird saga. Uh, But Bill, uh, better and brighter things on the horizon and a great win looking back. So who is your MVP of Sunday's game? I love Jairus Bird as well, uh, but um, seeing that uh, Cassie already chose him, uh, I'll go ahead and give that uh, Labatt Blue player of the game to EJ Manuel. Okay, all right. Uh, and, you know, it's good that there's obvious choices. Um, and, uh, you know, no matter what, when you've got productions out of your receivers, uh, someone's got to be throwing them the ball. And uh, I don't think EJ had any I mean, he almost had that one interception that was just a horrible throw, but he didn't. And, uh, you know, overall, he he just, he looked good. And we got to remember again, 
he's a rookie quarterback. Uh, so, I mean, I'd like to compare. I think he's got, what, the second highest um, uh, quarterback rating out of rookie quarterbacks since 2000 or something. I'll take it. Um, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. For the Bills or overall? Yeah. Uh, no, overall. Wow. I'm just Hold surprised up. that Colin Kaepernick and, and uh, Russell Wilson and all those people didn't. Kaepernick didn't really play yeah, his rookie play year, but Russell Wilson, RG3, and our dear friend. That's true, but I mean, EJ hasn't played that much. Well, we'll so, we'll so, anyways, no, I believe you. I'm not saying that. I'm just, I'm just saying that I'm surprised. Um, the one thing I want to say, since we're in the Labatt Blue section, is that, you know, I, th- I was thinking about this. This is the first time in at least a decade. And I know that you don't like Mormon, but I love me some Mormon. I know that he didn't play. I didn't know he didn't play well last game. Okay, but he did have he did have one punt inside the ten that got nailed in there. All right, so that was one good play. Now, granted, there was at least three or four other bad plays, but regardless, so I like Mormon. Whatever, just because it's the only jersey I have. Okay. Um, no, no, I'm not saying that. No, no, no. What I'm saying is that. Let me explain. Stitch it up, Why is everyone going to get on the black man? Oh, sorry, I mean, never mind. Um, all right, so what I'm saying is that this is the first time in at ooh, least a decade. Ooh, wrap it up. <laughs> hey, Bill, will you, I mean, I mean, such. <laughs> Make your point. It's the first time in a decade that there's no one on the bills that I can't stand. Oh, okay. Think about it. Tashard Choice, you know you love some Tashard Choice. Even Denora Cersei, even the backup players, there's no one that's like, oh, God, that guy sucks. There's no, like, Mark Kelsey. There's no, like, even if Kelsey was all part. Chris Kelsey, thing. Mark, Mark Kelso, Chris Kelsey. I'm tired, okay? I'm tired. It's obvious. My Labab player of the game is going to go to Marcel Darius uh, because he set the tone by bending Geno Smith's ribcage the wrong way. Three plays into the game, I think that we we'd be remiss to say that that didn't have a huge impact on Geno Smith's terrible performance on Sunday. Literally, impact. Yes, big big time impact from <laughs> from <laughs> from from Mr. Big Stuff, who was uh, featured on Miked Up this week, uh, per I think Suge's, Suge's request last week. So we'll get through this fast. Uh, it wasn't all pretty out there. We did do some things. Uh, now, before before this next poor guy, I, I'm, I'm sure he's going to take some licks uh, in this next seg- section here. But um, I, I do guys, you guys should know that right now the New York Jets are giving up an average of 2.9 yards per carry. Uh, they have a very good run defense. Now, granted, they have played against the Bills twice, and both times we stunk trying to run against them. But either way, um, before we go beating up on our running backs, let's just keep that stat in mind. And another stat to share with you, I threw it out there on Facebook today. We have a league-leading 16 interceptions right now. Our two top cornerbacks, Stephon Gilmore and Leotis McKelvin, have accounted for precisely zero of those 16 interceptions. That's quite interesting. Just imagine if they were picking the ball off, too. Cass, we'll start with you this time. Who was your Genesee Cream Ale bummer of Sunday's game? Bill, I'll be nice. I won't take yours. Even though I concur. I might not choose him either. Oh, really? Mm. Mm. Well, I'm going to go with a gentleman you just mentioned, Stefan Gilmore. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, uh, he didn't come to play like I felt like the rest of the players. In the first quarter, he got beat for that. And I mean, he got schooled by, uh, what's his name? Mm-hmm. Um, their little wide receiver. Steve, Steve. Santana oh, yeah. Moss. Yeah. What? No. 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 Who? Santana Moss. Uh, Who's that little guy? Uh, number 10. 
Santonio Holmes. Thank you, Santonio Holmes. I was, I was close. Yeah, true. It was, that was very close. Santonio Holmes. Um, he got, he got schooled by him. I, I, and just overall, coming off of last week, he played like crap, and it kind of boiled over into this week. So, buddy, get your act together. Cut your hair. You know, like, ugh, like I don't know. I'm just not. I'm not. I'm not pleased with him right now. So I'm not sure if anyone saw the uh, uh, Marcel Darius mic'd up uh, that Lars already referenced, but there was a moment toward the end. There was a moment toward the end of that where I was like, "This guy has to be my uh, Genesee Cream Ale Bummer of the Week," and that is some guy. But by the way, no idea who he is. Last name Charles. Yeah, Stefan Charles. That's the guy from Canada. Okay, the so guy, that's the guy I was talking about last week. That's great. He's an absolute baller. Okay, so Stefan Charles, it was like the the uh, the Bills must have had the ball, and he was on the sideline. Darius was right behind him, and like the fans were starting to be like somewhat loud, and he was doing like you know raise the roof, trying to like raise a level of volume, you know, putting his hands up. And Marcel Darius was like, no, 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 no. he taps on the shoulder, and he's like, no, crowd, like quiet down, quiet down, quiet down. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, come on, Charles, yo, that's not how we do it up uh, down here in yeah, north south yeah what do we call north america Canada's part of that too. united states yeah the usa yeah. so stefan charles stefan charles right. is my genesee cream ale bummer of the week suj i'm gonna cut in front of you this time and i'm just gonna go ahead and give it to cj spiller um i know that he's uh struggling behind the offensive wow. line right now i love how you said don't say it i said don't beat up on him too bad oh please I say don't beat up too bad, but he's uh, he's got to figure out a way to make it work. And and Marone says he should be blaming his offensive line. It's one thing I'm really hoping for in that dome against an Atlanta Falcons team that gives up a lot of yards and a lot of yards per carry. He and will if, be ankle brace free too. He'll be ankle brace free, and our offensive line will be coming off ten days of Doug Marone, former NFL offensive lineman himself, telling them, "Fellas, you need to do a better job blocking for these guys up front." And I I fully expect to put up more than 200 yards running against Atlanta. We'll get to that next week's episode uh but i'm giving it to cj just because i think bill's nation is tired of watching him not get it going can't wait till he does but for now he's got to get it going i'm giving mine to that fool that sliding down a railing and fell over the side (laughs) this fool you know what he got fired from his job i mean he deserves to get fired from his job he's in pr he worked for a pr company this fool yeah. is in PR, and he decides he wants to slide down the 300 level. <laughs> and it's not like it's that center railing that goes down by the stairs. It's the outside one. Only one thing can happen. You can almost kill somebody beneath you and get fired. The thing that reason why he's truly the Genesee Cream Ale, like he's like that cigarette in the bottom of the Genesee Cream Ale can, is that he showed no remorse on the video <laughs> for the person that he fell on and caused a head injury yeah. to. If that had been a little old lady, he could have killed her. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good thing we Bills fans are hardy and thick. Good thing there's no little old ladies going to <laughs> Exactly. All right, he gets it, but you know what? I got I to gotta, I gotta give it to my man. I'm sad, but I got to give it to my boy Mormon. <laughs> that was embarrassing, Mormon. I mean, that first of all, the punt that went like well, backwards, and then you dropped that weather punt, and then you tried to run, and you realize that, wait, I'm probably not the fastest what? member of the team anymore. And wasn't that a sad day in Bill's history when our punter was the fastest person on our team? But anyways, uh, and then when you tried to kick it, I mean, that was that was also equally sad. 
Um, the spot was bad, but still, I mean, it was just, it was all bad. But I will give you the one credit that it was windy as heck, and even EJ Manuel's passes were getting blown around. So your punts that go 40 feet in the air, uh, you have some excuse, but... Man, you play in Buffalo, you should know better. Uh, you know what? I, I, I do have to say, with, with everything that went on, Dan Carpenter actually looked like I'm a, like a solid performance Let's there. Let's come to that in a second. Um, but I do want to add, like, do punters not ever punt having to scramble and punt on the run? Because these guys are specialists at punting a ball, yet when they have to do it on the run, they look like toddlers out there. They become the most uncoordinated falling all over themselves, whiffing at the ball. I mean, that was comical, and thank God it wasn't a close game because we'd be pointing it at that play as a turning point. I don't think the problem is the scrambling. I think it's the, like, eight, like, 280-pound, like, big, angry black men that are, like, chasing you down. Uh, so we're going to wrap it up here. We are heading into the bye week. We have 11 games into the season now. It is a... It is a long, long time until the bye week for this team to go through. But we've had enough chance now to look at this team. So I want to ask you guys, um, throughout this organization, you can include people in the front office, you can include coaches in this, members of the strength and conditioning squad, quite quite possibly the most healthy Buffalo Bills team going into week 13, um, at least the last decade. I'm going to put put that out there now in case you want to pick them. Who has been the 2013 MVP of this Buffalo Bills team? Bill, I'll start with you. Doug Marone. Okay. Care, <laughs> care to elaborate? Care to elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, he's the he's he's the central the central piece of of everything. Uh, he, you know, when a uh, new when a company gets a new CEO and the company all of a sudden starts to head in the right direction, you know, you don't go and uh, say the guys in the front lines were the guys that made the difference. The guy that's like beneath it all is the one who makes a difference. Okay. That's fair. Uh, and I am also, I mean, I've, I'm, I'm always, uh, I've always been a big um, proponent of the fact that, once you get these, like all these players, they're all drafted. They're all like talented. They're all athletic, and it's a matter of sort of getting guys to buy into your system, getting guys to believe in what you're doing, and getting them all on the same page. Uh, and like the fact that Jarris Bird is, I mean, he's, he's playing lights out. And a lot of people on the outside of the organization could say like, yeah, it's like he's just doing it straight, you know, to get his payday. But I mean, you listen to his like off the cuff, cuff like comments. Um, about how he feels like this is like a family and he just like, he's someone asked him a question about like, you know, his contract or something. He's like, no nah, man, like get out of here or whatever. Like, I'm just having fun. Like, this is like a true family. Uh, and yeah, you get to play with your brothers. So I think that, um, is something that all stems from Doug Marone's influence. All right. Good pick. Gas. You know, I'm going to go in. And the reason why I'm, I'm taking this right from you, because what I'm saying, going to say is about in line with, uh, with what what you said, but I'm going to go with the Bills captains because overall, I I think like what you're saying, it's the leadership that kind of breeds it. And and, I mean, these guys actually, I feel like really like each other. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like they're buddies. There's pals. Like, you know, I follow a lot of them on Instagram and whatnot. And they're always like posting about each other with pictures with each other, commenting on each other's pictures. I mean, I feel like they actually really like each other. Um, I mean, in Marcel Darius's post game or, or interview this week, he said, you know, he was asked about the bye week, and oh my God, aren't you excited about it? And he's like, 
Actually, no. He's like, we've got rhythm. We've got things moving forward. He's like, I just want to play. And it's really exciting to hear that. And I think that comes down from, you know, Eric Wood, Kyle Williams, and uh, Fred Jackson. So those three guys, I think that they have a lot to uh, credit to take for, for how well we are starting to do. Another great pick. I will say that after Marcel Darius said that, Kyle Williams smacked him in the back of the head <laughs> talking about my bootsies hurt. And I just need, because Kyle Williams went on about a 20 minute diatribe about how bad his feet hurt. Okay. And he couldn't wear the dress shoes that he brought and he had to borrow somebody's sneakers t- to walk out of the, uh, the game. But so anyways, but you know, I'm actually, you know, I'm a, I'm a little torn between the, 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 the rookie, the keeks, the legend of, but, um, but that's just a straightforward, like, player. And I feel like there's more to it than just a single player because they're playing as a team. You know what? This is going to be a real unpopular choice. Uh, but I think I'm actually going to go You're pick Brian with Norman, Nathaniel Hackett. Mm. And let me explain why. So this is a guy that never, keep, 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 never, ever, ever did anything in the NFL, except maybe it was he a quality with control. With co- right. So, but, you know, doesn't have any experience as an offensive coordinate, coordinator. Um, and, yeah, certainly wasn't taught the ropes by a, a genius in Turk Schoenert. But, uh, but, you know, and, and he certainly had his, his detractors. But he kept together a team, and he didn't lose a team that had Jeff Toole and Thad Lewis starting at quarterback. Where C.J. Spiller and these other two weapons, C.J. Spiller and Fred Jackson, were all injured. He kept the Bills... I mean, the Bills stayed in the game. Now, granted, that a lot of that is is players, but we could say the same thing about our defense. We have a very similar defense to what we had last year with some key addition, of course, but we say, oh, the defense is so much better, and it's all on Pettin. You know, with that, you know, ragtag group of, uh, of players that he was dealing with, he kept that team together, and, you know, there was the All-22 that was posted on... Uh, on the stadium wall uh, t- this week that just said that, you know, this offense is just barely scratching the surface. And that's, that's Hackett. And that's, I mean, that if we had, you know, superstar players the whole season, then, you know, who knows what we would be doing. But I think he deserves some credit. Now, Suj, I'm going to take that a step further. And just, uh, he's not my pick. But um, so put it in perspective, if Jeff Toole finds Stevie Johnson in the end zone instead of finding the Kansas City Chiefs, okay, that means that Nathaniel Hackett has put together a winning game plan for three different quarterbacks, two of which have never played an NFL game before, one of which has started only one. So with three quarterbacks, he's managed to put together winning game plans because the Chiefs' game plan was a winning game plan, okay? That came down to execution, but... Uh, and I think it's become clear now that, if, again, if, if Jeff Tool makes that throw, I think a lot of people are starting to raise eyebrows about the Chiefs that they're not. I think not a lot of people are looking in-depth at the Bills game and how Jeff Tool didn't go touched. We ran amok on them. I mean, we, we, we very much enforced our will offensively in that game. Um, so I totally agree with you there that Nathaniel Hackett has done, at the very, very least, a passing job. Now, you mentioned key additions to the defense, and that's where I'm going to give my award to for MVP because he is quietly having probably the most important impact on this defense, and that's Manny Lawson. He hasn't gotten our Labatt Blue MVP of the week yet. Not a lot of people are talking about him, and that's probably for the best. 
Uh, every time he makes a play, my comment is always the same. He's everything Chris Kelsey was and everything he wasn't. And he is doing things and plugging holes for this defense that we, quite frankly, haven't had in a long time. And I think that it shows when he's out of the lineup. He went down against Cincinnati, and we were um, we were much worse without him in the lineup. I think he makes a lot of guys out there better, and uh, he's been a great addition to this team. So I'm going to give it to him moving forward. So uh, enjoy the bye week this week, Bills fans. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Billsandbeers.com, best way to find us. Tell all your friends. Subscribe on iTunes. Predictions? There's no game. Um, I do have a question once you're, once you're done. Okay. All right. Well, for predictions for this week, you can, you can look at the Buffalo Rumblings article that I posted that has all of the rooting interests that we have for playoff implications. We've got to win out, uh, but we'll talk about it next week as we prepare for the uh, Atlanta Falcons in Toronto. But until then, have a great weekend, a nice, peaceful, relaxing weekend, Bills fans, and we'll talk to you next week. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. Bills make me wanna shout!